Hello, and thanks for joining us for the Education Doctor Radio Show. I'm your host, Dr. Pamela Ellis. The Education Doctor Radio Show is your family source for educational excellence. Our program is brought to you by Compass Education Strategies, where I'm the principal consultant, and our mantra is Access, Thrive, Graduate. You can learn more about our firm at www.compasseducationstrategies.com. Thanks to all of my listeners who are joining today. I appreciate you taking the time to listen to this program. If you're listening to a podcast of this program, I also want to thank you for joining in. For future show updates and ongoing relevant education news, you can join our Facebook community by searching for The Education Doctor, then clicking like. You can also find us on Twitter at The Education Doc. This is a special edition of our show today as we're talking with the superintendent of Ohio's largest school district, Columbus City Schools' own Dr. Jean T. Harris. Dr. Harris has led the district for the past 10 years now through a number of transitions, successes, and challenges. She's on the line already, so I am going to begin our conversation right away. Before we get started, though, I want to make sure that our listeners have our number if they'd like to call in with a question for Dr. Harris. Our number is 714-333-3356. And always in this show, I say that our switchboard is located in sunny Southern California, since that's one of my homes as well. But today, instead of broadcasting from Dayton, Ohio, I'm actually broadcasting live from Asheville, North Carolina. So if any listeners are part of my Facebook community or if they're on Foursquare, they will have seen that I've been checking in lately at colleges and prep schools locally. Now, in addition to our call-in number, which is 714-333-3356, you may also email us at radio at compasseducationstrategies.com. I am going to take just a quick music break, and then we will come back live with Dr. Harris. This is the Education Doctor Radio Show brought to you by Compass Education Strategies. I am back now to talk with the superintendent of Columbus City Schools, Dr. Jean Harris, Dr. Harris, you're on the line with us. It's been it's great to be here today. Thank you. Thank you very much. So, Columbus City Schools is the largest school district in Ohio, and I know that that means a lot in terms of all the things that are on your plate at any given period. So, can you just kind of start us off with talking about some of that because I know that today's school district is probably a lot different than what it was 10 years ago when you started. We we are still uh, we are the largest school district in Ohio. We have about uh 51,000 students uh whom we serve in about 118 school buildings. And mm-hmm. um our students uh represent 91 different countries uh from around the world. So we have a very diverse population and and we serve our students um, from pre-kindergarten. It's not required, but we do have some pre-kindergarten classrooms. 
We have full-day kindergarten. We serve them through the 12th grade. And our goal is to make sure our students are college and career ready when they graduate from our schools. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, you talk about all of the different countries that are represented in your school district. Uh, do you have uh, particular language programs to support those students who may be uh, English learners? We do. Uh, in fact, um, uh, our largest population is um, the Somali population. We have the second largest settlement of Somalis in the United States in Columbus, Ohio, and many of those students mm. uh, attend our schools. We also have a fast-growing mm-hmm. Hispanic-Latino population, as well as many, many other um, cultures and uh, languages represented in our school district. So we serve our students um, through an English as a Second Language program um, mm-hmm. where we really work with our students to immerse them in English. We don't want them to lose uh, their language or customs or culture, but we want to uh, help them to learn English, add another language to their arsenal. Uh, so we have some small group instruction uh, to really help our students to uh, learn this new language. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that is so great that you talk about all of the different countries that are represented uh, within your district because oftentimes, certainly when I'm traveling around the country and I visit California quite a bit, people always ask me, what's in Ohio? (laughs) And I don't think they get just, you know, what's going on in Ohio that, you know, it's a pretty large state and it's pretty diverse, too, in terms of all of the different people. They're not just all monolithic, if you will. So as a superintendent, I'm sorry. Columbus has become a very uh, a diverse uh, city. Uh, when I grew, I grew up in Columbus. I have the distinction of growing up in a city that has also allowed me uh, to become superintendent of Columbus. So I've seen it from uh, a student's point of view, you know, a child myself in school, uh, to a teacher, mm-hmm. principal, and and now this point of view, and and I can see our city changing. But I I think diversity is a good thing, and Columbus is a great place uh, to live. And and I think that many I think that's evidenced by the fact that we have this uh, large and growing diverse population who sees this as a very welcoming city and and a good place to live. Mm-hmm. As superintendent, what's your top priority? I mean, you have a lot of things on your plate at any given moment. How do you? I mean, what is it? Speak to I guess now your top priority. Our top priority is the education of our students. That's that's what our parents mm-hmm. in this community expect from us. Um, when I started as superintendent, um, our graduation rate was 54%, and my team and I zeroed in on that. Uh, the 2010 graduation rate, our most current graduation rate, is almost um, 80%. It's 77.6%. So we have focused in a major way, not just at the high school level, but throughout the district from kindergarten all the way through 12th grade to uh, make sure that our students are progressing and achieving as they should. And then my second, Mm -hmm. you didn't ask me what my second one was, but my second top priority because they're, (laughs) you know, they're linked um, is is funding, making sure that we have mm-hmm. the resources that we need 
to ensure that our students can continue to make the kind of progress that I just uh, described. Our class of 2010 earned $64 million in scholarship grant and aid. The class mm-hmm. of 2002, which was my first graduation class, earned $22 million. So we're mm-hmm. graduating a larger percentage of students, and they're, they're getting larger and better and more awards uh, to colleges and universities. And so my top priority is the education of our children. The second priority is make sure that we have the resources so that uh, we can continue that progress. Mm-hmm. So... If this isn't too much, too detailed, um, if you can just talk about what are some of the things that have been implemented to really affect the graduation rate. Can you talk a little bit about that? Because that's a a monumental task, as a lot of districts um, Mm -hmm. struggle with improving their graduation rate. And so what is it about Columbus City Schools, or what is it that you did to really put some attention to that issue and get the kind of improvement that you've seen since you've been there? You know, there are many reasons that Columbus is a a great place to live, and one of the reasons uh, is because we have such wonderful partnerships with um, parents, with the business Mm -hmm. community, uh, with the social services community. And so when we one of the first things that we did as a board and administration is we started talking about that graduation rate uh that we had a goal that we were going to move it um that it was not acceptable and that we were going to work um in and with the community to do everything that we could do to positively impact that graduation rate and to increase it mm-hmm. So that was one thing that we did is to enlist the support of the community. Out of that have uh, come um, partnerships like um, our mentoring partnership with Big Brothers Big Sisters and with the lead sponsoring organization being uh, Nationwide Insurance who who helped to fund it where we have put over 1,200 mentors in our schools uh, with our students at the middle and high school level to keep them focused um, uh, and to give them uh, mm-hmm. greater vision about what they can do uh, and to help impact their attendance and discipline. Second thing we did was to really focus on attendance. We said we can't teach children if they're not there. And so mm-hmm. we have met or exceeded the state standard for attendance in, in uh, over the last six years, I think, six or seven years, we have met or mm-hmm. exceeded uh, the state standard for attendance. So getting our students there, putting programs in place, again, partnerships with members of the community uh, to uh, make sure that our parents know how important it is for students to come to school. The, uh, the third thing I would say is when I mention parents, we, we have used Title I dollars to have parent consultants in our schools who work with mm-hmm. other parents uh, so that parents uh-huh. know what, what they can do. And then finally, and it's really not finally, but we we focused on curriculum and providing the best professional development that we could for our teachers, the support that they need. We brought in a new reading program. In middle school, we're doing reading across the content area, and we know we need to expand that into high school also. But we are looking at this as we've looked at this thing as a holistic kind of thing. It's not just high school. It's not just waiting till twelfth grade and doing something. It's not just waiting till students get to high school. But it's really focusing the entire system 
on understanding that everybody's role is to make sure that our students graduate and they graduate career and college ready, ready to go to work and ready to go to the next level of learning. Now, with that focus, is there any, um, like, any more emphasis on the career track or the college track in terms of preparation for your students at all? Actually, we see that as one track um, because we mm-hmm. believe that even um, though there will be our students, and we think that's just fine, who will graduate from high school and go directly to work, we know that, that eventually, because we know that the 50 fastest-growing jobs uh, in the United States, according to the Bureau of Labor Statistics, require either a two-year or four-year degree. So we know eventually, even though students mm-hmm. may not do it, may not go to school mm-hmm. um, right out of, of high school, that eventually they'll have to go back for some training, whether it's to the community college or wherever that might be. Uh, so we want them right. to be ready. We do have career right. and technical programs, uh, and mm-hmm. in those career and technical programs, uh, we also have arranged our curriculum so that when students graduate, they'll they'll graduate with a certificate from that program. Obviously, uh, some of them require a an assessment so that they can get their license, but they will also graduate with their diploma that gives them the opportunity to go on to um, more learning, whether it's at a two-year school or a four-year school. So mm-hmm. our students don't have to decide: is it career and tech, or or is it college? We've we've mm-hmm. aligned our curriculum so it can be both. Okay. I am going to take just a quick break, Dr. Harris, and you're going to stay okay. on with us, right? Okay. So okay. I will just take a quick break, and then we'll continue our discussion with Superintendent Jean Harris of Columbus City Schools. If there are any listeners uh, who would like to call in with a question, our call-in number is 714 714- Three 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 five six. So let's just take a quick break, and we'll be right back. We are back now on the Education Doctor Radio Show with Dr. Jean Harris, Superintendent of Columbus City Schools. Dr. Harris, before the break, you had talked about uh, one of your areas of concern is funding, and so I wanted to touch a little bit on that because a lot of the talk in most school almost every school district around the country has been around uh budget cuts. And so if you can just talk with us about, you know, just some of the concerns you have about impending budget cuts and what that'll mean for Columbus well, City Schools. We we are um in Ohio here in Ohio the um uh Governor Kasich has just uh, proposed on March 15th, proposed his uh, new two-year budget. We are in, mm-hmm. at this point analyzing that to uh, determine what impact that will have on Columbus City Schools. Uh, our initial analysis does reveal that it will have some um, negative impact. It could have if it um, goes through as it is proposed um, today, through the state legislature, it could have some negative impact and could mean that we will need to reduce um, spending, reduce, which means programming, because 83% mm-hmm. of our budget about is um, 
is um, spent on personnel, personnel who are teaching our students, who are driving them to school on buses, who are maintaining the buildings, doing all those things to support our, our children who are principals and those kinds of things. So we'll have to make some determinations whether or not we'll have to reduce staff, uh, reduce programs, those kinds of things. But we're still working through the process. Um, the, the state legislators have had a very open door to conversation to Columbus City Schools, and I'm very pleased about that. We'll continue with that. We're trying to show them the impacts um, that this recommendation could have on our mm-hmm. progress. We've made good progress moving from 54% to 77, almost 78% graduation mm-hmm. rate. And we want to continue that uh, and working with our partners to, to ensure that our students get what they need. Mm-hmm. And so let's talk, I want to switch gears a little bit to talk about parents and just about parents as partners in the school district. You talked earlier, you touched on it, but I wanted to talk a little bit more about, you know, just the importance or not of parent involvement and particularly for my listeners, which are often parents that may have high schoolers, how do Mm -hmm. you uh, expect to see parents involved at that level? Well, you know, we've got a lot of great programs in Columbus City Schools. We are a participant Mm -hmm. in seniors to sophomores where our students, uh, if they qualify, can spend their entire senior year on a college campus at no cost to their parents earning credits so what they are the credits they will earn will fulfill their high school graduation requirements as well as give them college credits doesn't cost parents any additional uh dollars mm-hmm. uh we have a, a great partnership with the DeVry Advantage Academy where our students at the end of 10th grade can actually go to DeVry University for 2 years uh, and earn an associate's degree. The courses they're taking mm-hmm. there will fulfill their high school requirements as well as give them an associate's degree. No additional cost for tuition, books, that kind of thing, uh, to parents. And every one of our um, schools in Columbus, students can take advantage of the post-secondary enrollment option, option which mm-hmm. means they can they qualify, they can apply to a Columbus State and Ohio State and they can actually spend uh, either one course, two course, or their, again, entire senior year on campus. How does this relate to parent partnerships? What we're trying to, to help our parents understand, and one of our great partners, uh, I know I can, which is a college access program, is has mm-hmm. provided a program for our middle school parents called Blueprint College, where they can go to several evenings of understanding what they can do as parents to ensure that their students are ready for the next step, uh, to ensure that their students are on track to graduate from high school and are, are, ready, are, and are ready to take the next step uh, uh, for learning, whether it's to the community college, a tech school, uh, to a four-year mm-hmm. school. Those are the kinds of partnerships that are meaningful to parents. Our parents Middle school parents are packing these sessions out. They want more and more. Really? Um, uh-huh. They want them, yes. And and mm-hmm. a lot of people are are surprised because uh, about eighty percent of our students qualify for free and reduced price meals. Many of these mm. parents, uh, will, the children will be first generation college themselves. Many of these parents yeah. are 
going to school themselves. They're at the community college, so they know how important mm-hmm. this is. And and some of them are college graduates themselves. Some have had no college. But these are parents. Our parents are concerned about their children, and they want to know what they can do. So that's one thing, that partnership with mm-hmm. I Know I Can through Blueprint College. The second one is with our parent consultants. We've used our, our Title I money to uh, fulfill the requirement for parent involvement in our schools by um, bringing on two parents to work per school to work 12 hours a week, and many of them, 12 or 15, I can't remember the number of hours, many of them mm-hmm. work many more, but they are outreaching to parents around curriculum about what they can do parent-to-parent uh, parent to help their child be successful. Uh, I'll give you an example. Mm-hmm. Parent consultant at, at Wineland Park, those parent consultants have organized uh, Parent Friday, or Wineland Friday is what it's called. In fact, we went over mm-hmm. to Wineland right now. It's probably going on. Parents come in, and they have a conversation about what's going on in the classroom, what they can do to support their children, and if there are any other parents who perhaps are having better success in supporting their children on a particular issue, maybe they're teaching them Mm -hmm. times tables, then those parents, the parent that's having the success will work with the other children uh, to make sure that their children are having success. So they work with parents, they work with each other's children, they visit classrooms. These kinds of partnerships and outreach and linkages really, I believe, are helping us to push that graduation rate up, and it's helping us to make sure that our students are more successful. Wow, that's really powerful. That's really powerful. And it's fun. It's fun to see these parents so excited Uh about what's going on with their children. It's really been very powerful. Exactly. Now, one of the things, and this is more, I guess, more of a personal kind of question, a lot of parents just already have busy schedules, particularly if they have more than one. And you are a parent. How did you... Get through that. I mean, what do you say to parents who are just kind of too busy to be involved in terms of how to be engaged with their kids during school? That is a fabulous, that's a fabulous, fabulous question. And I think our parent consultants are living, breathing examples of this. Mm -hmm. And um, my husband and I did the same thing is even though we were, you know, busy with our jobs when when um my son was in the second grade, um I got my first high school principalship. So I was very very busy. Uh but uh-huh. we uh, my husband and I made sure, however, that he was our first priority. No matter how busy we got, no matter the demands of the job, uh, the demands of we're very active in our church, no matter what those demands were, he remained our first priority. So uh, to what I know from him as well as what I know from being uh, a high school principal and a teacher is that students, and this is a message to parents, st- children want their parents uh, available. Uh, and even when high school folks, uh, students say, I really don't want my mother around, that's really not true. They want you in the schools. They want to see you at their games, at their plays. They want to hear you encouraging them uh, to, mm. to do the best that they can be, but they want their parents around. So my husband and I committed that no matter how busy we were, uh, he would always be our first priority, and uh, we have tried to carry that out. And I'll say this to parents, too. 
What you do with your children right now is what they model and what they do with their children. I see my son and his wife making their two boys their first priority. They give them Mm. their attention, and they're very busy professionals themselves, but they give them their attention, and I would encourage parents to do that. Even when your kids are telling you they don't want it, trust me, they do. Yeah. Oh, that's a good way (laughs) to close (laughs) out. That's that's good. That's really good. So you are Dr. Nana <laughs> with yes. your beautiful yes. grandkids. Well, kids, that's awesome. I, I, I make my I make my son call me Dr. Nana, but the kids can just call me Nana, and all they need to do is call me Nana, and I'm right there. There's there's nothing more powerful uh, than having your own children and grandchildren, and I'm I feel very blessed in that stead. Oh, that's awesome. So this month on the Education Doctor Radio Show, we've been celebrating March Madness. And so before we end our show, you have to say who you're rooting for for the NCAA championship. I am an Ohio State Buckeye, Ohio State oh, all the way. They are the and number one And besides that, you can't in live the in nation. Columbus. <laughs> That's right. They're the number one team in the nation, and the the outstanding freshman of the year, Jared Sullinger, is a graduate of Columbus City Schools, Columbus Northland High School. So to Coach Mata and the Ohio State Buckeyes, we say take it all the way. Oh, my goodness. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) That is awesome. That's really great, too, that there is a uh, uh, player on the team from your own district district that's got to be special i always say that i really never knew just how strong the uh ohio state buckeye fan base was until i moved here and i don't think anyone can live in this state (laughs) and have a michigan flag or anything else oh no Um, that's that's not a safe thing to do not at all (laughs) not at all the buckeyes (laughs) are great and and the other thing is the the young men that are on that team are also very strong students, and I would say this to parents and to young people who are listening. Mm-hmm. I mean, the, it is clear that these young men, if you hear them speak, um, that they are thoughtful, they are in class, they are doing what they need to do, and um, yeah. I know that they are encouraged to get their degrees. Um, Gene Smith is the athletic director there, and that is a huge focus. Um, and uh, so I'm, I'm, I'm very proud of the work that they're doing there. Okay, great. So this wraps up wraps up our show for today with Dr. Harris of Columbus City Schools. Dr. Harris, I want to thank you so much for joining us because I know you have a lot on your plate, and I want to just make sure that our listeners know that they can stay connected with you through your Twitter page, which is Dr. Jean T. Harris. Isn't that right? That's right. Okay, great. So we have some great shows coming up for you on the Education Doctor Radio, and we'll continue to bring you information that's both strategic and practical for educational success. The Education Doctor program is brought to you by Compass Education Strategies. So please listen up for how you can join our online community. So we thank you.